Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 180. I'm Brando, I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to continue the arc of the good vibes by talking about the fruits of communism. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan, we're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good, what's going down? A whole ton is going down. We got a new deck to do that's a labor of love from you and I and all the members of the nation out there. We got a few more members of the nation to thanks for coming to say thanks to for coming on board, rather. But before we do any of that stuff, we have to thank FaceToFaceGames.com, they're Canada's biggest magic store, and our official sponsor. Oh, very much so. I've got an order from them in the mail. Can't wait because they were, it's over now, but they were putting extra little presents and surprises in for everybody as a sign of good times yet to come. But uh, in all the this, the, the crappy C-word situation, right? Uh, yeah. They had all these extra things for prizes and events that they had to cancel throughout the country. So instead of just like throwing them in the garbage they were putting them into people's orders for free which i think is pretty cool so i definitely made an order i thought that they were still closed down i didn't even know wowie that's fine that's fine now you know i feel like i missed out ah well maybe i'll share with you maybe maybe the free stuff is numerous enough from my order that i can share with you or use some of it as a giveaway for cco nation Uh, speaking of which we do have two more giveaways not because we're doing two decks but one is a giveaway from our new merch for the show proper and one is something that i hope still works do tell well when i pre-ordered my box of aquaria and commander 20 products like everything all at once i got an arena code I don't know what that means. I'm not giving it to you. I'm going to post it on the Discord and any members of CCO Nation that are on the Discord, if they want to like swoop in there first like a vulture and try and use it on Arena real quick to see if it still works, they can use it. That's a freebie for the patrons. Our regular giveaway, I don't have them yet, so you're going to have to send them CCOsters. Hell yeah, CCOsters are my favorite thing. I've been using them all the time. Oh yeah, and I, I assume you're using them for your good vibe that we're probably both going to talk about. But the CC Osters are for anybody who guessed Calamax the Storm Sire from the hints from the 180, episode 180 pre-show from yesterday. Anybody who got it, you're entered to win CC Osters. One lucky person on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube is going to receive a set of four for you and your three friends when you can get back together and start jamming hundies. Or just for you, because you want to drink four beers at once. Oh, I like that idea so much better. Hey, speaking of which. Yeah. Jesus. There it is. I'm, you know, hey, listen, I'm feeling good. I am on like day two of no pain meds. And just through my medical doctor, my chiropractor, my symptoms are, are progressing in such a way that we are a little bit more accurately able to determine the exact mechanism of my injury to my my back and my hip we didn't talk about this on the pre-show I, I wanted to but we didn't and it's actually a good thing that i had a little bit of a herniated disc instead of just a bulged one <laughs> <laughs> because when you actually damage something enough your body will respond to it by like taking healing measures inside of you 
and based on how my symptoms are progressing and how feeling is coming back into my leg, that's a good thing that I have a little bit of a herniation, which is, it sounds like bad news, but it's really good news. When my, when my chiropractor stuck an acupuncture needle onto my shin bone, I could actually feel it this time. That's good. Last time? Yeah, no, he could have stuck a framing spike in there and it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have felt it. Huh. Why didn't you tell me that? I would have come over and like, we could have done that uh, thing from Mr. Deeds, you know, where he's beating his foot with a fireplace poker because he can't feel it. Oh yeah, we missed opportunity. That would have been a sweet video. It could have just been me whacking you with a fireplace poker and you being like, yeah, I can't even feel that. Have you ever, have you seen any harmonica challenges on, on any social medias? Guys put a harmonica in their mouth and then they whack each other in the shin with a broom handle and they try to not make the harmonica make any noise. Is that real? Anybody in CCO Nation, just look up Harmonica Challenge on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. It'll come up. And it's what? It's it's pretty funny. <laughs> what the hell have we become? What? This is quarantine, baby. <laughs> oh, man. This is our lives now. Holy shit. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually taken aback by that. <laughs> I am taken aback by something. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's the first time ever. 180 episodes. I think it is. Wow. Wow. Well, listen, we've got to press on. You can be in shock and awe all you want. We've got to press <laughs> on. We've got some patrons to thank. We've got a deck to do. Where do you want to start? Let's start with the patrons, as we are want to do. Yeah, the same place we always fucking start. <laughs> yeah, man. Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Yeah, that's it. First Patron, shout out, funny nickname, thank you, and F you goes to Maverick Phipps. Maverick Phipps, eh? I, th- I thought like Phipps in the bird, like flipping the middle finger, the CCO salute, but you wanted a Top Gun reference. Yeah, I'm sure there's a Top Gun reference in there. We could call him the Goose, but then we'd all have to just dunk on him all the time because geese sucks. Yes. Or we could call him the Iceman. Which would kind of make him a like a douchebag. What about what about what about Iceman Finger Blaster? Because he's flipping him the bird. There we go, Iceman Finger Blast. I like that. Do not, do not no, Google yeah. that. Not a single word we said. Nope. Nope. I wonder if it's that guy for like that Russian dude that has like the Mister Cool Ice tattooed all over his body. Have you ever seen that guy? Nope. You should, because it's. It's pretty funny. If you have ever regretted a decision in your in your life, look up a picture of that guy, and it'll make you feel way better. Well, maybe maybe tweet at CCO Brando when you find that picture. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next shout out and patron nickname, and this one just this one just came out of like this was immaculate conception in my brain. This is how it happened. I seen on my phone. I'm painting a card one day. I get a notification. Travis Conkey became a new patron. And I thought, oh yeah, Conky Tonk T. That's that's who he is. Sure. He is the Conky Tonk, the Honky Tonk man, except he's the Conky Tonk man. So Travis. Yeah, that's it. Matt, Travis, thank you very much. And of course, F you. F you. Last shout out. And this one comes by way of a world record. What? Jeff Holmes, I think, broke the world record for most middle fingers ever received when he entered the CCO Discord. Oh, Lord. I was there for that, too. There was hundreds of them. It was incredible. It was was like like watching monarch butterflies migrate. It it, was insane. Yeah, it was like that that meme of Rambo shooting the the Gatling gun, but instead of, like, bullets, it's middle fingers. (laughs) 
It was so good. No hello, no welcome, just middle fingers. Yeah, that's it. So Jeff, big thank you. Multiple, many big FUs. You need a nickname. I was thinking King of Fingers. King of being fingered. The fingering king. Finger king. There it is. Yeah, there it is. So Got there. Huge thank you to all of the patrons, of course. Funny nicknames. Not sure why anybody wants to be fingered or receive funny nicknames, but hey, to each their own. I wonder if we're ever going to get a patron that's like, please don't give me a nickname. And then they would just get like the most nicknames. <laughs> Any patron who wants to be a patron that doesn't want a nickname is just not going to be a patron. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> We're literally just shooting ourselves in the foot. <laughs> Listen, a week ago or two weeks ago, I could have shot myself in the foot. Everybody would have gotten a fucking nickname. But now that I've got feeling again, it's, it's there's no shoot foot, no foot shooting. Sorry. Oh, that's that's too bad. I feel like we missed an opportunity there, man. Like we could have we could have done some work. Ah, it's fine. It's fine. I'm sure I'll lift something heavy again and get hurt sometime in go. the future. I am just only getting older. <laughs> Excellent. So we mentioned we're doing Calamax today. This is Calamax the Storm Sire. Give him a read, and then we're going to talk a f- about him for a couple minutes and why we're doing the, the build. All right. He is a 4-4 elemental dinosaur for red, blue, green, one. Whenever you cast your first instant spell each turn, if he is tapped, you copy the spell, choose new targets for the copy, and whenever you copy an instant spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on him. Yeah, so lots of copying, lots of potential to go infinite, I've found in building this. This deck is the community cookout communist Calamax build that I mentioned a couple weeks ago where I'm having the members of CCO Discord help me build the deck. So big shout out to all you guys. You guys know who you are. There was about 20 different people or 25 different people throughout the last two weeks that have suggested cuts and ads and and given me their opinion. So thank you to all you guys. And now that the list is, I'm going to call it air quotes finalized. I'm going to put it together and I'm going to start releasing little subtle ways that people can get involved in altering the cards and having them sent to me so I can jam them with the dude bros and eventually at upcoming magic fests. Yes. So, watch the CCO channel, like the feeds for that, at CCO Podcast, at CCO Brando, because you're going to get involved. I've already commissioned you without you knowing. (laughs) You're already on the job. Yeah, there's going to be posts on Facebook and YouTube, and of course, Commander Ad Populum, there's going to be ways for people to be involved there, and I would even like for you to maybe do something on your solo YouTube channel, if you want. Brando does stuff on YouTube. I can, I'm sure I can come up with something. One of those things could be helping teach CCO Nationalites the finer art of Brando altars. There is some subtle nuance to doing a very good Brando altar. There can be a trick to it. It's not as easy as it looks. Especially when you want to like start telling a story with your altars and over the course of, you know, building your Brando altar collection, you can start to storyboard a little bit and... I bet you we can even you can even come up with ways that that you can interchange cards to different places in the story to make it tell a different story. I'm very creative. And yes, I can totally do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like those cyanide and happiness like three panel comic things, you know? <laughs> you know there's games can... that you can rearrange them to make the funniest thing. 
Yeah, those are fun. That's a cool game, actually. I think I have that. Yeah, so maybe maybe we can maybe we can start doing that through social media to help get like the basic lands started in this deck. Yeah. So just watch the social feeds for that because it's going to be a ton of fun. It it is. These altars are always good, and doing something with a bunch of other people is also always fun. So so we'll 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 make a day of it. Yeah, is what we'll do. Yeah, yeah. And t- total CCO pre-show moment on the actual show. You got the email I sent you with more CCO Brando altars that we need? I did. I'm working on them as soon as I get home. I have the little pile and I have my, my, my markers out. I'm ready to go, man. I'm Very excellent. It. Very excellent. So do we want to do we want to start with the deck? Do we want to do some Creech? We haven't done Creech on it like a traditional deck deck in a good long while. You're right. And I didn't even move all these sons of bitches around. <laughs> Oh my god, what? there. I, I moved one. Okay. That's fine, there. It's not, it's not alphabetical anymore, I can relax. Okay, let's start with the Creech. You said there was ways to go infinite. I've been looking for ways that you have gone infinite with this dual caster mage. Well, dual caster mage is one of the ways. <laughs> so, human wizard 2-2 two, two for red red 1 with flash. When it enters the battlefield, copy target instant or sorcery and choose new targets for the copy. So essentially, if we cast one of our spells that says copy target spell, we can flash in a dual caster mage and copy our copy spell to then retarget the original copy spell infinite times. Because the copy spell will copy the original, which will copy the original, which will copy the original, which will copy, right? And every time you do that, you're copying a spell. So Calamax is, whenever you copy a spell, trigger will trigger giving it a plus one plus one dang so i've tried to cut or i wanted to cut as many as i thought was appropriate as many infinite combos out of here as possible so it's not just another combo really fast degenerate deck because i want it to be fun that's good that's something and i mean there's there's not really a way you can avoid that because by its nature playing the copy with the copy right like yeah yeah unless i took all the copies out and just relied on calamax to copy stuff right but then it's it's not really the copy dot deck and it doesn't do the really high-end power thing that we're going to talk about in the in the strength section because it's got a lot of top end jam yeah but uh, we can clump the next two electrostatic field and gutter snipe yeah, they are uh, XXs, for lack of a better word. One for three, one for two. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, in this case probably an instant, it deals one damage to each opponent. Gutter Snipe deals two. Yes, and it deals to each opponent. And just a news flash: we've got 32 instants and one sorcery. So, we, yeah, we could. We could kill people with Gutter Snipe if we were to, like, draw a whole bunch of cards or whatever. That doesn't trigger off of ca- copying. I should just mention that. Because you're not casting the copy. You're casting the spell that copied and it created a copy. It it makes sense. Yeah, that's right. Next up, Goblin Electromancer. I'm letting you read the goblins, FYI. Ooh, Goblin Electromancer is a 2-2 two, two for red 1. Instant sorcery spells you cast cost one less. Red, it's, blue. That's what I said, isn't it? Not really. Shit. That's what I meant to say. All right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just makes my stuff cheaper. Just a, It's kind of like a mana dork on two mana that, like, gets you continuous mana, right? Like, I'm not playing any sorcery speed ramp, and I'm not playing a whole ton of rocks. 
so I'm I'm giving up that little bit of safety with the mana rocks to play a creature that is going to help me in the long term a little bit more. And these things, when you're doing the the, you want to play lots of things in a single turn as opposed to one big thing. I think that rocks like these are in a way better because they make all of your spells cheaper as opposed to just helping you power out that one, right? Like a ruby medallion's great when you want to play like five burn spells in one turn as opposed to one great big creature. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly the the other reason that I wanted because you do want to you do want to chain your copy spells together. Like if you've got the one that's got buyback, you can continue to play it for one less mana each time. Not irrelevant. Yeah. Next up, we've mm-hmm. got Murmuring Mystic Tar Tarl. I can never say it. Talrand Sky Summoner and Young Pyromancer. All three give you a token when you cast an instant or sorcery. Yeah. Those are there to give me blockers and to do something with the artifacts when we get to the artifact section. CCO Nation tip, if you would like to be the one that alters the Murmuring Mystic, I'm sure if you were to just draw a bunch of Canada geese on there instead of those little illusion birds, that'd be a good one. That is not a terrible idea. I would think that it would need to make like 15, 15 tokens with menace (laughs) and death touch if they were geese. (laughs) <laughs> well, this is what we got. And hell, hell, man, we're doing whatever we want. We could just cross out all the shit that that card says and just write all that on there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Do whatever we want. We got a wave break hippocamp. Oh, also. yeah. This is this is a new one from Theros Beyond Death. 2-2. Horsefish. Okay, for blue sure. two. Whenever, and it's an enchantment creature. I don't know if that's relevant, but probably is. Whenever you cast your first spell during each opponent's turn, draw a card. So that's like slow draw, but there are times because Calamax wants you to... Calamax cares about the first instant you cast every turn. That's the one that it's going to copy. You want to cast like one instant on player two, one instant on player three, one instant on player four as turns, and that'll draw us three extra cards with Wave Break Hippocamp every round of the table. And gets you three extra spells to play also because they're copied by your dude. Yeah, it feeds into itself too, right? Yeah, it all it's all working together. That's uh what's that word? Synergy. Yeah. Synergy. Yeah, again, only cares about casting, so you're not going to draw two when you copy. You're just going to draw the one that you cast. Weak. Oh, another goblin, Wart the Raid Mother. Almost got cut. I think I, I again, I have a suggestion that you can just cut her for. We'll get to that near the end of the show. But she's the I'm not looking at it right now. It's the Grill Grill 4 and she's like a 3-3 three, three or a 4-4. Four, four. She comes into play with two red and green goblin creature tokens. And all of your instants and sorceries have conspire. Which is you can tap a creature that shares the same color as the spell, right? Two creatures. You can tap two oh, creatures yeah. that share color and you can copy the spell or... Yeah, you, you copy it again. And it's it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's another thing that gives you bodies to help with the artifact selection for the deck. And it also does the copy thing. So it does what you want to do. It's... You're not running a ton of creatures in here, is my thought. Yeah. So if you're not, if you don't have a ton of creatures, you might run into a situation where you can't copy your spell. And I know most of them are red, but like most of your creatures are red. So like, what if you play something that's green? Now you can't conspire it. It's a yeah. Or if I play like Narset's reversal to, and I don't have any blue creatures to copy. Yeah, like to tap right. It could be clunky. Like it's not bad, but certainly any any stretch. But it's it could be clunky. 
And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, like, if it does clunk, it's a six mana clunk versus, like, a wild ricochet or fork proper, because I'm not playing fork. There are, there's, wild ricochet is a four mana copy and redirect spell that I could be playing instead of this. Yeah. Save myself an extra two mana, because two mana in this deck is, like, the exact rate to copy a spell on, right? It blue, is. Blue, blue, or red, red to copy a spell. What kind of spells are we going to be copying, Ryan? Well, should we move to, should we do the one sorcery? Because it kind of leads into the, how some of the instants work. Okay, I'm just going to say, hang, let me get my sarcasmo voice on, okay? Sure. Oh, I'm so surprised that Ryan's playing Chandra's Ignition in a deck. It's one of my favorite cards. <laughs> it's one of my favorite cards. People know that it, if, if you know. If you don't know, it's a red, red, three sorcery. Target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to other creatures and each opponent. So you make your dude infinite big, Chandra's ignition it, win the game. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be big. And you know what? That's why I that's one of the reasons I wanted to eliminate the the infinite big Calamax because you could just tutor for Chandra's ignition in blue or red or green and you just cast it and win. And that's a little bit too linear, a little bit too cheap, a little bit too um, combo-tastic. I want this to be like a Wrath of God if it's early game, or I want it to be the big splashy spell late game, but not at an infinite level. Sure. That's fair. Yeah. And it is a sorcery, so Calamax can't copy it. I need something else to copy it. Like any of the instants that copy spells? Uh, yes. Most of which you're playing? Uh, also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> to, to that To that note, there are 11 of them. Jesus. If and that's counting Wart the Raid Mother as a as a copy enabler. There were I guess we can just see if we can find them. There's increasing vengeance, there's reiterate, there's repeated reverberation, there's reverberate, there is twin cast. What's the other one? That's all of them that are here in the instant section at least. There's also Expansion Explosion, the expansion split card side. The what? Is a copy spell. You must have missed that one because you can't read sideways. Is that is that in here? Is there a... All I see is a little black rectangle in between Electro-Dominance and Fist of Flame. <laughs> yeah, it's in there. I'm yeah, sorry. I didn't think that that was a thing that we would do here. D- did you say Increasing ever. Vengeance? I did. Increasing Vengeance has flashback, and if you flash it back, it copies a spell twice which is important. I guess I could add a number to that to that that 11 counter whatever I said because it it copies it one more time if I'm flashing it back, right? Yeah. Reiter- reiterate is another way to go infinite, but you need infinite mana. But I think I cut all the infinite mana outlets out of here. Good. So, yeah, so and there is one in the artifact section. It's actually a new one. It came in the Calamax deck. It's called Twinning Staff, which is a three-drop artifact. If you would copy a spell one or more times, instead, copy it that many times plus an additional time. So it's like copy Harmonicon. Oh, I like and that. Yeah, if you pay seven and tap it, you can copy something that we control. Instant or sorcery, we control. I dig that. I like that. That's a cool card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Let's uh, let's do the rest of the instants here because we we hit we hit a bunch of them just bang bangs. But there's a few other ones for utility and card draw and mana ramp and okay. stuff. I super like artifact mutation. 
Yes, and that does help with Wart the Raid Mother because it's going to give us green creatures when we destroy an artifact, and then we get green sapperlings equal to that thing's converted mana cost. And if we double that one, we get two artifacts and two times the sapperlings. Ooh. Uh, Chaos Warp? Chaos Warp. This was one that I thought I was going to cut until I started to theorize with, with the national lights on the channel for this deck build. Of course... But how insanely good that card is? Yeah, well, instant for red two, the owner of target permanent shuffles it into their library, then reveals the top card of their library. If it's a permanent card, they can put it onto the battlefield. And the way that copy spells work is the copy will resolve before the original spell. So if I'm trying to get a blocker out of the way, I've tapped Kalamax to attack, right? I cast Chaos Warp and copy it because Kalamax is tapped to get rid of a blocker. If you flip over with the copy, another creature that you can block with, I can cast a Reverberate and copy the original targeting your new blocker again, and your new blocker will get shuffled back in and you reveal again. And I can copy the original if you get another blocker, and I can copy if you get another blocker as long as I have copy spells in my hand. Neat. Yeah, so as long as you're copying the original, I can get rid of multiple blockers in a row if I have to. Well, you could copy the copy too. Uh, I don't think you can copy copies because it's not a, it's not a spell. It's a copy, right? Yeah. So it's not on. Well, it must be because it's on the stack. I'm just gonna stick to copying the the original, okay. just because I know that that works. <laughs> All right, we got some. I'm gonna call it boring ass shit in Chemistry's Insight and Impulse. And dig through time, dig through time, and there was one other thrill of possibility. Those are all instants that draw you two cards. Yeah, jumpstart you can cast from your graveyard by uh, discarding a card. So if I got a land card late game, I can get that back from my graveyard. So that one's kind of cool. Does that is that that's worse spell shaper, right? Like remember in, uh, in, in Mercadian Masks they had all those different spell shapers and stuff and you could yeah. pay a cost and discard a card to get a an effect. Like you could play one black, discard a card to basically get a dark ritual. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Jumpstart's kinda like shitty that where you have to exchange a card in your hand for a card in your graveyard, but then you lose the card out of your graveyard. Uh yeah, it's situational because like this is an instant where all the spell shapers are creatures. And I want instants, right? Would this be better as a think twice? Somebody did suggest think twice because it draws you two cards and you can flash it back. Yeah. Um, yeah, both would be good. Both would be good. I'm not playing a think twice, but if I didn't like this at four, I think think twice costs three mana. Yeah, I think it's three and then two. I think Something like that. Yeah, think twice is is very comparable here. What else we got? We got a crop rotation. Yep, as an additional cost to sack a land, and then we get to search for any land card to put onto the battlefield. Newsflash, lots of basics here, no Gaia's Cradle. So this is only good if we copy it because additional costs aren't copied. That's part of the cost of the spell. So if I copy this, I just get two lands and, and turn it into... Harrow. Uh, like, yeah, Harrow, essentially, which I'm also playing because it's an instant. The other... The other mana ramp card is Growth Spiral. Uh, oh, yeah, that's an instant, too. Draw a card, and you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. If you copy it, you draw two, you can play two additional lands. But the other other one is 
it's not you can play an additional land with growth spiral it's you can put a land from your hand into play so if you play it on somebody else's turn you still get that land oh yeah that's yeah. actually really good that's yeah, good growth spirals are really cool card I, I it's it's played lots so it's not underutilized but i think it's still underappreciated it's got seb mckinnon art on it but it's it's okay seb mckinnon art and it's a cool card yeah, I like that one. The other one that I was looking for is Natural Connection. It's an instant for green to search your library for a basic, put it onto the battlefield, tapped, then shuffle. So that one is probably the worst one. So other other random card draw, we got Fist of Flame. That's draw a card until end of turn, target creature gains trample and plus one for each card you've drawn this turn. If I copy that, the first one will give me a plus two. And the second one will give me a plus three if I drew no other cards. So that's an automatic plus five plus O on Calamax and draw two cards. There's Frantic Search. If you can copy that, you can, in response to all of the copies resolving, you can tap your lands to float mana. So you draw two, discard two, untap up to three lands. So you can tap your lands in response to that resolving. So they untap again. There's a Lightning Bolt. Because I just want to dome somebody for like... Six? Fucking 21 copying it seven times. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit of a pipe dream, but it is also the, the kind of the crown jewel of the deck because I have an altered one by the original artist. That's cool. Yeah, that happens to be from Beta. Ooh. Yeah, that is a very cool card. <laughs> Uh, you're playing a mystical tutor, finds an instant or sorcery, puts it on top. Yep. Uh, got a Narset's reversal. We talked about that one already. Yep. That's a copy one, but it returns the original to its hand. So it, it kind of counters the spell and then you get it. Y yes. Or it like, it kind of buys my card back and gives me a copy to trigger Calamax and then I can maybe cast the copy or cast the original again so it's got lots of different little subtle subtle uses there's opt we can copy that scry two because you're a scrub you're playing opt there's a price of progress you talk about scrub baby price of progress deals damage to each player equal to twice the number of non-basic lands that player controls that's an instant for red one what about that says scrub on it ryan when we copy this, somebody's going to be taking 20. If we copy this, somebody could be taking 40. Yeah, like, greedy-ass commander mana bases? You're going to wreck somebody's butthole. Yo, baby, yes. We're getting into the ones now. If we double these, people will just die. Psychotic Fury, read this one. I think that you might like this one. Target multicolored creature gains double strike until end of turn, draw a card. Doubling that doesn't do anything except draw us an additional card. That's okay, but it still says the word double on it. <laughs> <laughs> Repeated reverberation. I know that we talked about this a couple times, but I know that this is a card that's been used against you and I in a game by F.U. Smitty. When you cast the next instant or sorcery spell or activate a loyalty ability of the Planeswalker this turn, copy it fucking twice. It's crazy. Oh, dude. I copied in testing this deck. I copied this. And then I cast a frantic search. So I had like six frantic searches. Dang. It was unreal. It That's... was unreal. I, yeah, drew eight, discarded eight, and untapped 
uh, whatever it was, 18 lands, all in response. So I floated a bunch of mana, and then I cast an explosion, which deals X damage to whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> what do you do with Rush of Blood? Rush of Blood. Target creature gets plus X plus zero until end of turn, where X is its power. So we can double Calamax, and then we can double it again if we copy it. And what's interesting is we cast... Rush of Blood, and Calamax will copy it. And because Calamax copied it, that ability will, will resolve first, so it'll become a 5-5. Five, five. And then we'll double its power to a 10-10, then we'll double its power with the original to a 20-20. So Rush of Blood, just by itself, will deal 20 commander damage if we've got an opening. Neat. Savage Beating kind of works the same way. Extra combat step and double strike if we have, if we have a... Um, the mana to entwine it. Now, the if you copy this, do we get the choice on the copy, or does it copy the same mode? It copies the same mode. It's like an X spell, where if you have X equals 10 and you copy it, X will still equal 10. Savage Beating is on the stack saying additional combat phase, so it will the copy will also say additional combat phase. That's right. If we entwine it, we get both, and then we would copy both. Snap, that'll get a blocker out of the way and and untap two of our lands, or two blockers and four lands. Solidarity of Heroes works sort of like Rush of Blood does, and sort of like um, Berserk, if we were going to play Berserk, where we double a thing's power and then double it again if we copy it, plus the plus one counter from the from the original casting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I... I saw lots of people say, cut solidarity, solidarity of heroes because it's no good. But really, choose any number of target creatures, double the number of plus one counters on them. So Calamax, because Strive makes the spell cost more. Even though it's worded stupid, you'd probably only pick one creature, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. We, we tap with Calamax to attack, and then we cast Solidarity of Heroes because it's an instant before damage. Calamax has put a plus one counter on him will trigger and then we'll double it and then the copy will double it so he'll come out the other end uh, like a 16 or a 20 or like it's just it's un it's insane yeah it's outrageous soul's fire that is going to deal damage equal to target creature's power and then we can copy it so somebody could take 40 if we could go like if we could go rush of blood it gets doubled, we kill somebody, and then we souls fire, we can deal 40 to somebody else if we can double that as well. So while it doesn't go infinite, it still has huge top end as long as we have the cards and mana, right? Yeah. Yeah. Teamer Battle Rage, that's another double strike and trampler, and Uncaged Fury is another double strike and plus one-er. So that's the instant suite. It's all right. It's totally medium. Yeah, it's fine. Now, this is what I wanted your opinion on in the deck. The mana base... 37 lands, got Command Tower, Evolving Wilds, Terramorphic Expanse. All of the rest are basics. Sure. And that is to accommodate the price of progress. But I'm wondering in the Enchantment and Artifacts suite if I can find reasons to cut any of those for Blood Moons, Ruinations, and Back to Basics. Yeah. I mean, why aren't you playing those? Well, I want the deck to be fun, both for myself and for other people. I want it to be budget if anybody else wants to build it. And I also wanted it to be fucking kind of have a vehicle sub-theme. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm playing like uh, 11 or 12 vehicles. Well, you'd be fine to play those. Like, 
Blood Moon is an inevitability in Magic. I've talked lots about that. Like, you could put a Blood Moon in here. Back to Basics is maybe a little bit more douchey because it, like, doesn't untap their lands and stuff. But And Ruination is fine. I play Ruination and Blood Moon in virtually every red deck I build. You do have a convincing argument. <laughs> like, they're... they're car- Years ago when Commander started, I think that I would have more of a hard opinion against playing it because it is, like, it's not really that casual. It's not super fun. But I think we're at a point now in Magic where even if people don't mean to have their decks do super fast, super degenerate stuff right away, it just happens because decks are getting faster. They're getting lower to the ground. They're getting more tuned. They're getting more everything. So you got to... You need cards in your meta and in your deck to deal with decks that are going to go a thousand miles an hour, even if the guy that built them doesn't mean them to. Yeah, I yeah, even if the person doesn't mean them to. Like, I didn't mean to make Calamax go infinite with Ral Storm Conduit. Somebody in the Discord pointed out that it did, so I was like, oh yeah, shoot, I better cut that, right? Yeah, like, th- there are certain things that just, it'll happen. Like, the whoops, I win, it happens all the time. Yeah. Where you don't yeah, see something yeah. or... It's just a, an interaction on the table, and they just happen, and they happen more often as more cards get printed and stronger cards get printed and stuff. So I think that cards like Blood Moon and Back to Basics, to maybe a lesser extent, really do have a, a, a place in lots of decks. And if you're willing to to set yourself back a little bit by playing a sub-optimized mana base, then I think that it more than makes up for like buddy going oh you blood mooned me now all i can do is tap for red it's like well fuck man all i've drawn are mountains in one island i can't even play calamax (laughs) right like yeah for sure you know what you know what i was worried about putting down a a blood moon or back back to basics and shutting off my opponent's fun when what you just said about decks being more tuned, more efficient, lower to the ground, what I'm doing is shutting off my opponent's fun right now. So by the point in the game that they can start to have fun again, you know, they draw their removal spell or they draw their basics, is the point in the game that is later on when this deck can start to have fun. Instead of at turns two, three, four, when like a tune deck is really going to start to go off, this deck might not go off until turn seven or eight. And if I can buy myself those, you know, three or four turns, maybe it is justifiable to have Blood Moon and Back to Basics. So I'm limiting what they're doing until the point that I can kind of match power level. Yeah, man. I mean, and you could play some more fixing in here too. Like, if you're wanting to, if you're going to put back to basics and Blood Moon, even if they're in the conversation, you should also probably put in a Chromatic Lantern. And if you don't want to pay money for any of these cards, you can still put in like a Field of Ruin or uh, I hate, I feel dirty saying this, but like those, uh, the slow fetches that come into play tapped. Yeah. You could play those. They cost like a buck. I'm sure there was another... Uh, uh, there's was panoramas called? too, right? From from shards. Yeah, there's Warped Landscape, I think, is another one. Uh, there's an old one from the swirly thing. Terminal Moraine, that's the one. I've been trying to remember that all day. Terminal Moraine is another one you can play. It taps for a colorless, or you can sack it to get a basic. Like, yeah. There's lots of fixing you can play in your land section for super cheap. 
Like yeah. you can get around. And you know, all that you stuff. know what it is too is like the budget doesn't really concern me because I do own all of those cards. One of the things I was running into was was if somebody sees this deck and likes the community project and hears the episode and thinks, oh fuck, that sounds like an awesome deck. I want to build it right, and then they see that the deck's like eight hundred dollars because I included original fetch lands in there. Because let's face it, they're the best options for what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Or or. A, a prismatic vista and what's the other one hidden passage passage something fabled passage fabled passage right if i just add those all of a sudden i'm adding you know 100 200 to the deck oh. so i wanted to stay away from that without the added rider context of listening to the show or reading the article i write about the deck or following me on twitter right if you just find the deck and want to build it you can build it for less than 100 bucks right yeah I mean, most people could probably still build this sans the land, like if you were to do that, because you can build it with the mana base that you have and it's still good. Yeah, but but it's not though, right? It's not unless I'm adding the Blood Moon in the back to basics, right? And I know two cards aren't going to make the difference, just like two fetches aren't going to make the difference. But when you when you open the deck and you see Blood Moon back to basics, you get a certain idea of what the deck's going to do, or you see fetch lands and you just automatically assume you might not be able to afford it, right? So I don't want there to be any preconceived kind of prejudice against the deck, whether I leave it the way it is and have it be slow and janky and like a 1 out of 10 in power level. Well, it's certainly not a 1 out of 10. Like having, uh, yeah, uh, ha- yeah. yeah, having a below average mana base doesn't make it a one out of 10. You have an instant in here that costs 10 cents that does fucking 20 to somebody <laughs> on turn, like <laughs> turn the, five. Yeah. The deck isn't bad, man. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll talk about that in the strength section. You know what? Let's, let's get through the, let's get through this suite of, uh, not equipments, vehicles. Okay. And you know what? Like I just wanted to make, an equipment deck so bad and i figured dinosaurs riding around on trains and chariots would just make the funniest funny little sharpie altars that's what i wanted more than anything else so like that whole last five minutes aside this is what i want this is just this embodies edh more than anything else that i've done in the last couple years like wanting to play the the aradara express yeah crew four Menace, so it can only be blocked by two or more creatures. Eight, six, vehicle for five mana. <laughs> yeah. Calamax can crew it right away. Yeah, we got a Arcane Signet, which does we all know what that is. We got a Bowmat Bizarre Barge. <laughs> Bowmat Triple B. This is BBO Podcast. <laughs> BBBO. BBBO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a 5-5 five, five, crew three for four. Enters the battlefield, draw a card. Uh, Cultivator's Caravan. That's actually a good vehicle. That's a good one. Yeah, crew three, three mana, taps for any color, but if you crew three at five, five. Now, Ryan, yes. I'm just throwing it out here, okay? Now, that's a chromatic mana dork for three, and it dies to some creature removal, so I think you should play Manalith instead. Just, just throwing that in there. Sure thing. <laughs> I'll tell Dana Roach he just rolled over in his whatever he's in. In the Cheetos that he lays in all the time? <laughs> He's yeah. doing that, but sure. At me, Dana Roach. Uh, we got uh, Demolition Stomper. Oh, yeah. So this is a 10-7 for 6. Can't be blocked by creatures with power 2 or less, so no chumps allowed. Crew, 5. For this, I didn't imagine Calamax crewing this. I just imagine, like, 
birds and elementals and drakes all just piling on and just takes like a hundred guys to drive this stupid fucking thing. <laughs> uh, we've got a Mizium tank. A 3-2 trampler. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, gets trample and plus one, plus one. Sorry, it has trample all the time. It gets plus one, plus one whenever you cast an instant or sorcery or artifact. So it gets big and it's red, red one to cast. Uh, we've got a mobile garrison. When it attacks, untap another creature or artifact we control. So this might make mana for us. It's a 3-4 four for 3, crew 2. Uh, Renegade Freighter. 4-3 four, three for 3, crew 2. Whenever Renegade Freighter attacks, it gets plus 1 and gains Trample. I... So you notice you notice Trample or Menace. There's another one that has Flying. Lots of these are hard to block. And Kalamax can crew all of them if he can't get through. Except for the Renegade Stomper. Demolition Stomper. Uh, what else we got? We got a Silent Submarine. I like this card. Yeah, this one. This one is actually this one is like the worst one because everybody can block it, and it has to deal damage to somebody to draw a card. And it's Crew Two, and it's Blue Blue, which is like I'd rather just cast Narset's Reversal yeah. for Blue Blue. And look at that art, though. Look at it. It looks like this the the fish submarine from Mega Man X Two and Bubble Crab's level. It's awesome. Yeah, and it definitely looks like it has Island Walk or some form of evasion. Yeah, nope, doesn't. Mm -mm. It's a shallow water submarine. We've got uh, Sky Sovereign Console Flagship. Yeah, 6-5 Crew 3 Flyer enters the battlefield or attacks, deals 3 damage to target creature or planeswalker. It costs 5 mana. Ooh, a uh, Sleek Schooner. A 4-3 Crew 1 for 3. So we could crew this with any token our deck makes. Thanks. Oh, we got a Smuggler's Copter. Because of course we do. <laughs> of course. it's Well, it's the best one, right? Yeah. It flies. You can crew it with anything. It's a 3-3 three, three for 2. And when it deals damage, or no, when it attacks or blocks, draw a card, then discard a card. It's good. Yes. Ruined a whole format all by itself. Oh, 100%. Uh, everybody knows Sol Ring. Most people should know Springleaf Drum and Swiftfoot Boots. Well, Sp Springleaf Drum, just real quick, it taps an untapped creature you control to add a mana. So it fixes us. It's kind of a mana rock, but it also taps Kalamax. So it's kind of a weak card, but it's fine. It turns Kalamax into a mana dork. That's And it gets him tapped where you want him to be, yeah. yeah. Uh, Thundering Chariot. Yeah, first strike, trample, haste, 3-3, three, three, crew, 1 for 4. I want Kalamax to ride in this. What about the, uh, what is it, the dragster? It's like a 6-1, trample, haste, crew, 1. It doesn't have first strike, but it's a 6-1. Yeah, I thought, you know, 6-1, you're only ever going to get one attack out of that because somebody will chump it and, like, take four just to kill it. And it's a dragster. I did have it in the original, but I think it was F.U. Lenny that um, that told me to cut it. F.U. Lenny. You stop listening to that guy. He doesn't have I your know. best interest at heart, Ryan. I have your best interest at heart, and oh, I think hey, you listen, should play the hey. dragster. We forgot to do our good vibe moment. Mine was going to be meeting the CCO dude bros on video chat. Yeah, mine too. Mine was also going to be my third week undefeated at Magic the Gathering cards. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm riding high on this until I lose a game. It should be noted that we didn't actually play. Yeah, we were too busy having fun and visiting and being friends, and that's yep. awesome. Yeah, yeah, so it was you and Kyla. There was me, Rebecca, the boy. Valor made an appearance on Cam. Ginger Joe, Cam Girl Chris. That's Chris Von Doom, new nickname. <laughs> Lenny and Steven, I don't know if I said them already, but they were all there and it was just the funnest time. My internet is not being as shitty as it was, so 
it's 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 okay now so i'm gonna try and jump into chats or games or streams or trash talk somewhere so that's that's my good vibe moment dope i'm i'm with you it's kind of the same thing for me i i suppose uh last card on the deck is the untethered express oh yeah you don't need tracks marty where we're going we don't need tracks <laughs> and it's it, this train looks like a dinosaur it's a four four for four with trample which is important crew one also important Whenever Untethered Express attacks, put a plus one counter on it. So that, it's going to get big. That card's insane. I like that card a lot. I won lots of drafts with that. Oh, yeah? Yep. Yeah, that was when Neat. I was still drafting at the at one of the stores in town, and I would just draft all of the Untethered Expresses. And uh, what was the other one? I forget what the other card. Oh, it wasn't Untethered Express. I'm sorry. It was Renegade Freighter I, dra- I drafted lots of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, say, but yeah, you just wreck house with those cards. They're surprisingly good. So keep them in the deck is what you're saying. Oh, yeah, saying. keep those. Those are cool. Oh, yeah, dinosaurs riding on stuff. Hell yeah, dude. Okay, last two cards. Jace's Sanctum makes instants and sorceries cost less. It's another kind of mana production card. And whenever I cast an instant or sorcery, scry one. That's good. Wilderness Wreck at the end, at the beginning of my end step, I untap all my lands. So I can drop all my vehicles and at the end of turn, untap all my lands to have my instants up, as, as the uh, saying goes. Yeah. It's it's good. It's a cool deck. It's, so. it's 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 good stuff. I'm glad that uh, everybody got in on this and uh, and built something that was neat. Yeah, and you know what? The build process is ongoing. As I test it more, I'm going to update the the channel on the Discord with what I cut, and then people can maybe suggest stuff. Like Fling keeps coming up lots, right? Because you can double and double and double, and all of a sudden Cal's got like 40 power. So Fling seems like an important card, right? You can double Fling and kill two people. I get does if you double. Well, yeah, I guess because the cost is the creature that you sack. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. Yep. 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 Course, so you uh, need to, you you should be careful. You should be careful in the the I don't want to go infinite, but what I do want to do is make him a forty and then kill everybody at once. That's basically yeah. going infinite. I hear what you're saying there. Yeah, I want to I want to do I want to I want something deterministic that feels infinite. Yeah, like you're just you're doing the same thing just. Instead of playing infinite air quote something, you're just playing two somethings. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned that actually because it's it. Because there's always that moment where it's like, well, it's not infinite, guys. There's no rules against almost infinite, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's the, it's the same thing, right? It's that it's the, the 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 not the syntax. What's the what's the word I'm looking for? The context. For? The context. It's it's the same thing. Yeah, I get you. Right. So you you gotta watch that. Yeah. It's like being like, yeah. I'm just going to triple this power and fling him at all three of you guys. I win. You, mi- you <laughs> might as well say, well, I'm going to dual caster and triple cast this and then copy forever and have infinite mana. You might as well just do that because it's the same yeah. thing. You know what? I think at I think at the point in the game that I'm able to do that is when I already have 10 mana or everybody's got 10 mana and you've been milking that counter spell all game and somebody just either has it or somebody else just has it and that's that's the saying right what's, game's got to end right it's turn 5 isn't it uh yeah well technically but uh, like the like, deck is so mana hungry and those vehicles they do take up you know card draw slots interaction slots and copy spell slots so that's the other reason that I wanted those in there is cuz they do give it that casual kind of slowdown sure so let's look at some strengths and weaknesses because these these things that we're talking about are both kind of strengths and weaknesses. So weaknesses I want to start with, vehicles aren't very good. 
especially with my low creature count, right? You, I mean, you have access always to one that can get your vehicles going, but yeah, at the end of the day, the vehicles might just end up sitting there, and you have no other way of using them for anything. That's right. Like, you could have right. a... What's that card I like so much? Inspiring Statuary or something. Yeah, well, you know what, too, is, like, if I did find a place for fling and I could animate, like, my 10-7 or whatever, like, my Aradera Express, I could at least fling a vehicle for 8 damage, right? Yeah. But the other the, the other weakness when you say I always have a vehicle that can power my... or a, a creature that can power my vehicles, the mana is so bad right now because I've got so many basics, it's sometimes hard to find green, which I, I've just got to do a little bit of tinkering with that. That's all. I can speak from experience... Uh, on this one, my Shattergang Brothers is mostly basics, and I very rarely actually run into those kind of issues. And I play a lot of stupid mana. Like, I play an Omnath Locus of Rage in there. I've got stuff that costs triple red, triple green, and I don't usually run into issues playing my stuff just because you play them in the pods that are gonna that are of that level, right? Like... No, yeah. nobody's powering out perfect mana in the game where you're going to play this. So having a shitty mana base isn't always such a big weakness because you're going to you're going to play the deck where the deck is meant to be played, not at a CDH table. Yeah, you know what? I think if we distilled that that whole statement down to its barest form, I think the the message there is communicate deck intent and deck power and experience that you want, right? Yeah. Of course, always number one, right? Yeah, it's 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 easy. You just gotta talk to each other we we beat yeah. on that all the time though like everybody knows that shit but sometimes people forget just talk yeah. to each other this It'll plays this this weakness plays right into it as well people will assume they know what you're playing right oh it's just calamax infinite copy deal damage fling yeah well it is it just has vehicles in it <laughs> like there when people assume that about this deck they're right but it isn't as tuned as it could be because it's playing a bunch of shitty vehicles and stuff. That's right. Cause it's a theme deck and it's, it's one that I want to do. This is like my special thing that I've been thinking about for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, I think if we want to move over to strengths, it's my special thing. It embodies EDH to me. That is, it is a passion project of mine with the altars and the community and the show. And it's like passion or any emotion in, in general is contagious, right? And if I have this thing that all my friends have helped me with and I want to show it off and have fun with it, that means the people around me are going to have fun. And you know what? Because this deck isn't very good and I sit down in a pod and people are like, oh, I don't know, we're playing good decks. Well, if I still want to play with my deck, I'm still going to play. I just have a better idea of the experience that I'm going to receive in return from these people playing the tune deck, but I'm still going to have fun, right? Like, it's still going to be fun because I'm doing the fun thing that I want to do with my fun deck. There you go. And I think that it's important that... I, I mentioned that winning isn't everything. It's the experience and it's the fun and it's the reason that the format even fucking exists. I think people forget that lots. Oh yeah, especially now that like that CEDH is so popular and there's so much content, right? And, and that format is about winning and doing the most powerful thing. That format is still about fun. I'm not saying that, but just jamming jank stacks of 100 cards is also fun and and if you build something that you are passionate about it'll be fun regardless of what experience is reciprocated back to you yeah <laughs> other strengths wins out of nowhere like see you later go get a drink 
other strengths, my favorite colors, other strengths, very tunable. If I wanted more removal, if I wanted to combo, if I wanted to control all these cards that we've mentioned, if I slotted them in instead of the vehicle's sub-theme, all of a sudden I've got a combo deck or all of a sudden I have a control deck, you know, with the back to basics and the, the blood moons and the ruinations, right? See, here's the, here's the, here's a weakness on the back of that strength. I'm sure. waiting for this because I know you very well. I've been playing Magic <laughs> with you a long time. I've been playing EDH with you as long as you've been playing EDH. We know each other very well. And this is this deck is awesome, and it's going to be great, but it does have the potential to suddenly go from Eric Smithy's Make a Big Dude into Infinite Turn Spymaster of Trest. What do you mean? What do you mean? Because there's so many easy cuts, and as stuff comes out, you're like, oh, I want to play that in Calamax. Fuck yeah. And you'll just chop a vehicle, and all of a sudden, now it is. Calamax yeah, the, infinite copies and yes and you 100%. don't even and you don't even realize it until somebody says and I'm Vic I've I've done that too where it's like all of a sudden oh my fuck this is a stacks deck yep. shit and I have to take it apart and start again because without even like I'm playing all the stuff oh this is fun this is cool I like this yeah and then you get to the end you're like oh god damn it son of a bitch and you don't even mean for it to happen but it does yeah I hear that for sure and you know what so I'm watching you Ryan I got a fucking eyeball. You know what? You. Anybody who has anybody who has an extensive altar collection and in you know what to a lesser extent but the same feeling your Norin deck. How hard is it to cut something from Norin when you know that it's like <sighs> I I went out and paid $40 for this foil. Yeah. It took it took me fucking 4 years to find a Dark Visions misprinted Griffin Canyon. I'm not cutting it, right? <laughs> yeah. When when I didn't find one by the way when people alter cards and I have a memory now attached to a card in the deck, regardless of how janky it is, it makes it harder to cut. That's why my Animar altered art deck isn't a hundred percent fully optimized 11 out of 10 power because there's cards in there that I've got altered. That's a time investment and a memory for me to keep in the deck. Right. So part of the passion project, getting the community involved in, altering and signing and fucking my cards up, drawing dinks on them, <laughs> is is going to be keeping those jank pieces of trash in there. That's awesome. Yeah. And speaking of jank pieces of trash, this deck can be yours for the low, low budget of like 120 <laughs> bucks. And if you cut that command tower, man, it's like 100, $117. Yeah, there's, there's virtually nothing in here that breaks the bank. And I freaking love that. I think that's huge. It goes back to you don't need money to play the game and to be passionate and to have decks that you want to play, right? Or or, or to win. Oh, yeah, because you can 40 people, and I love 40 and people. I love when people go from 40 to zero exactly. That's just like, it's my floating zen fucking galaxy brain moment. I think my favorite thing might sort of be the same thing. Is when everybody goes from 40 to zero. <laughs> or when somebody goes from like 200 to like fucking six. <laughs> six with no permanence yeah like they've they've used everything to stop me from doing whatever i'm trying to do which is kill them and they end up with nothing but six life and i'm sitting there with all the shit that i had that i used to kill them and they know it's coming they oh, know yeah. it and then they don't draw the rift and then they have to pass back to me and then i go yeah yeah so i, I got yeah, yeah. i'm rock hard telling that story i just want that to happen <laughs> Well, listen, let's let's finish up. We've done some strengths and weaknesses. I think that we both like the deck. I'm going to love anything that any of the CCO dude bros 
can think of creatively to alter and contribute to the deck. It's going to be great. I can't wait to bring it to fests and get people to sign shit. And I'm, I'm bringing all the colored Sharpies, right? But let's do some stats. Hang on. But before that, before that, because I haven't contributed a card to this yet. Hmm. I haven't. And, and I get to because I have to put up with you. So what I think you should put in here, brand new card on budget from Akoria, Parcel Beast. Parcel Beast. Explain. He is a 2-4 for green-blue 2. Has okay. has mutate green-blue, so you can put it underneath your Calamax, and it gives the creature one tap. Look at the top card of your library. If it's a land, you can put it into play. If it's not a land, or if you don't want to put it into play, you put it into your hand. So it ra- it's, it's in. It, it taps Calamax, it ramps you, and it draws you cards. And it's on budget, and it's inexpensive to play. Okay, sweet. Well, I'm picking up next weekend. It, other good vibe next weekend at Corey in 2020 is coming out. Oh, hell, it's going to be so good. Oh, my God, I'm excited. What happens if I mutate onto a, a vehicle, then it stops being a creature? Oh, shit. See, yeah. co- hashtag commander problems, hey? Yeah, somebody <laughs> in, at me, at CCO Podcast, oh, at CCO Brando. Let in, us know. In no other avenue in the universe will anybody ever ask that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to CCO Nation. Yeah. What if my demolition stomper gets muted? You go get home. The, get out of here. Yeah, He's drunk. You CCO. <laughs> get out of here. Cover up those FUs on your sleeves. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. Oh man. Okay, listen, we gotta do stats so you don't have a, a whole year of editing. Okay, let's do it. Popularity on edhrec.com, seventh most popular team or commander already. Right above Yeso or right below is sorry, Yazova Dragonclaw, right above I'm not even gonna try and say it the Writhing Storm. It is it is already the most popular of the new cards that are coming out, and it's even more popular than Intet the Dreamer. Oh well, who'd have thunk? <laughs> <laughs> and every partner pairing as well, but we all knew that. What that means, yeah, what that means is 341 lists, average CMC of this deck, 2.97. And that'll go down when I cut the war, the wart, the raid mother and put in the parcel beast. Yeah. Critical turn, I'm going to say five because we, as long as we have some form of mana accelerant ahead of Calamax on three or four, Turn five is gonna forty somebody. Yeah, you'll you'll be able to kill somebody on with with some good draws or even some mediocre draws, which is not essentially what it's about. But that is the god scenario, right? Yeah, that's what we look at when we look at the critical turn. One tutor, which is fine. We allow for that. Now the I lose a lot of points because the Calamax build right now is very focused on playing all the spell doublers, which I'm playing like I said, ten or eleven of them or whatever. So I lose about ten spice points on that. Oh, dude. You punch it all in. Uniqueness rating, that's cards different than the stock Calamax page on EDHREC.com. I've got 29 cards that are different, and that, those are mostly my choice of card draw spells and my vehicles. Sure. So we punch it all in. I get a 46.5. That's close. Yeah. You know what? If I if I focused a little bit more on power doubling and combat tricks like Berserk or something and cut the copy spell spells, I'd probably go up to a 56 or a 58. Uh, you, which is, it passes the 50 test, which is important. You could turn it from a Ryan deck into a Naya deck and then... 
inevitably turn it into that degenerate thing that we were talking about earlier. Because you're not as attached to it anymore, right? Like it's... Yeah, yeah. You know what else I think too is a lot of members in CCO Nation are still learning how to build the spice. So when they suggest a lot of cards that I include, my deck is obviously going to be less spicy because they aren't the president of CCO Nation. Nice. So I blame the people (laughs) and this is a commune. I am, this is communist Calamax, <laughs> so I get to fucking choose. <laughs> is that how it works? Hey, man. Or is this dictator communist or dictator Calamax? From what I've been led to believe about how communism works, it's that if one person fails, we all fail. So if this deck is a failure, it's on everybody except me because I suggested a really good card. And I'm yeah, washing my beast really good. <laughs> I'm washing my hands of every other thing that happened here today. Well, that's good. You should be washing your hands extra lots right yeah, now. Yeah, two or three times a day. Every time I go outside, I wash yeah. it when I get where I'm going, after I leave where I'm going, and when I get home. Oh, that's right. My hands look like parchment paper from ancient Egypt. It is the worst. <laughs> your your hands look like parcel beast paper. The, the, no shit. When I get here, we have those little microfiber cloths that we use to wipe everything down. My hand, yeah. the skin on my hands is so dry that the microfiber cloth sticks to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> just awful. That is so excellent. Oh, the price we pay for safety. That's it. Well, listen, <laughs> give us give us a final thought of the day. Give us your thoughts on the communist dictator Calamax cookout deck. Thank our glorious sponsors and give everybody a once over the social media in 10 seconds or less. All right. We got CCO podcast, CCO Brando on Twitter and tappedout.net where you can see this deck list and any other deck list that we're going to come out throughout the course of the show. We're commandercookout at gmail.com. That's you can send us anything that you like. Sans nudes. Or nudes if they got like dinosaurs or trains or I don't know where you would put a train, but maybe the same place you'd butt chug. The T-Rex? Uh, yeah. Yeah, don't Google it. Do not. <laughs> Big thanks to all of you for listening, for supporting the show and giving us a reason to keep the lights on. To face2facegames.com for keeping us on the air and keeping us going so that we can invade your ear, eye, and any other holes that you allow us to invade each and every week. This was a great deck, and I'm happy that everybody took the time to contribute to it, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what we all, we all come up with to, to, to put in front of Ryan so that he can be embarrassed and ashamed that he ever came up with this idea of getting us to alter his cards for him, because I could only... So do I. I'm, I'm so pumped to see what happens. I'm, I'm very excited to see when this deck is done, and we can fan it out and go, look what, look what we all did together. Even if it's something bad or horrible, at least we did it together, and we tried hard, and we all had fun, and that's what this is all about at the end of the day. That's it. Speaking of having fun and making jank decks, we are going to do both of those things in spades on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Ooh.